Hi, folks. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals, many of whom visit me while I'm trying to record and no other time during the day. It should also be mentioned that on this podcast, we do swear a lot, although we may not swear as much this week. There's reasons for that, and we'll get to that in a minute. In general, though, we're marked explicit because there is no differentiations between clean and explicit. Those are your two options when you publish podcasts on the major podcast, blah, blah, blah. And so we have to mark it explicit. We won't be getting that explicit, just language. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 116. We have had a doozy of a day um, since we had some financial stuff to deal with today, and it, that is just so exhausting. And so Ursula's upstairs resting. I am recording because uh, pretty much if I'm not recording, I'm playing D&D or I'm interviewing people or, or many other things. And I've had a lot of interviews the last couple of weeks. I think I'm actually looking at things airing in December for people who are, who have upcoming interviews. For those of you who haven't been interviewed yet, and for those of you who have, you're going to hear yourselves sometime over the next month and a half, two months. It's pretty awesome. So before I get to this week's interview, because we're just going to skip to that, we need to make mention of a couple things. The first is that this is being recorded on uh, October 9th for release on October 10th, and starting October 14th in Raleigh is the All Things Open 2019 conference. That'll be two days. I will be presenting on the 15th with our friend Cassandra Kaw in an afternoon session. The rest of the time, you can probably find me at the Elastic booth. I work for Elastic, the people who make Elasticsearch, Kibana, Logstash, Beats, a whole bunch of other stuff. And so I'll be demoing uh, at least some parts of our software. I think Monday afternoon is when that's scheduled, but I'll be hanging around the booth most of the conference. So stop by and say hi. I will have obviously elastic swag, but I'll also sneak some uh, productivity alchemy swag into my bag. So I'll have that on the weekend too. Stop by and say, hi, love to meet you. That I think is the most of the business as I, you know, sort of, sort of settle in after all the other financial stuff. I still have the great joy of filling out my son's FAFSA application. That's the federal financial aid assistance, something, something forms. And yeah, that's, it's, it's trying. So it's been a couple days of just financial stress, financial stress, nothing earth shaking, nothing that, you know, we're not, the wolves aren't at the door or anything like that. It's just, you know, it's stressful to deal with and it's very tiring. So that's really where we're at. Otherwise, I have a beautiful interview with Elizabeth Crow, and she and I had a fantastic talk a couple weeks ago, and I'm really excited to be able to share it with you, and I really hope you enjoy it, and you will get to hear it right after this.
folks. I am here today with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, if you can introduce yourself and um, give me some preferred pronouns so I don't screw up, that'd be awesome. Uh, she and her is okay. fine. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, well, I am currently working for an attorney as his legal secretary and property manager. So I do a little bit of everything. Okay. All right. And and hobbies and things? Well, I have a nine-year-old son who is on the autism spectrum and ADHD. So everything that I do happens inside my house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh games and that's what my husband and i usually play oh there we go uh have you got goose game yet this game oh my goodness have you not seen this uh the untitled um goose game it's a new switch game it's an indie developed you are a goose (laughs) and so and, and really you flap your wings you honk you pick things up and you run. That is like the the bulk of it but because you're a goose you're a complete asshole Yes. So you've got course. quests like steal the gardener's keys, um, get the gardener wet. Um, uh, what was the one? There's one I haven't figured out yet. It's get the gardener to wear his sun hat. And uh, there's one, this is all in like the very, very first. It's have a picnic mm-hmm. by stealing the thermos, the radio, the picnic basket, the sandwiches, and a pumpkin and a carrot. And the entire time you're doing this, the gardener is running back going, where's my radio? And so you have to be really careful about getting it all to the, to the picnic basket so or the picnic blanket so that uh, you can get it all there before the, the gardener comes and takes away your pumpkin and your carrot and your radio and his thermos. And <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I've got to say, this sounds like something I would definitely watch a Let's Play on YouTube for. Uh, yeah, it's it's surprisingly simple and maybe a little difficult. Like I said, I haven't figured out how to get him to wear his sun hat yet. Although I did manage the make him hit his thumb with a hammer. Are you able to poop on command? Because that might be, Oh, I mean, it's all ages. So they're, they're going to be a little shy about that, even though geese. Oh my God. The pooping. Uh, Oh, the pooping. Um, I figured that would be the fastest way to get him to put on a hat. Well, you can't fly. You're ground based. Mm. If if I could fly, yeah, I could. Uh, and he's already wearing sort of one cap. He just doesn't have on the sun hat. So I don't know what what the how to get him to wear the sun hat yet. Uh, oh, okay. So anyway, um, video games, um, with your kid, uh, legal assistant. Um, how do you keep all that organized? Very poorly. Kidding. Um, <laughs> in the legal profession, you're required to keep the docket in two forms. So we have an electronic scheduling okay. and I have a paper calendar that I keep both current on. So. Uh, and um, you have to keep them both. Well, I guess yes. the electronic is because it's easy for everybody in the paper because you have to have written records for everything. Uh, you're required to have two forms. Okay. Recording. So, so, wow. But and it's then, easy. I yeah. just log into his uh, 
uh, Outlook and schedule okay. everything on his Outlook from my computer, and he gets it on his phone. So All it right. worked. And then you, you've got the paper docket because you have to keep track of that separate. And, and at least it's it's handy, like, if something goes wrong with the electronic, you have a backup. Exactly. So, so before electronic, what did people do? They just, like... Uh, there would be one copy in the secretary's mm-hmm. space and one copy in the attorney's space, and they would have to be current. Okay. That, that, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I love that sort of record keeping requirement. Do you use any, anything like for your personal stuff, since obviously you are at the whims of your attorney in terms of how they want things organized? Do you have any, any leeway on how you track things? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. My attorney semi-retired, so I have a lot of leeway. Okay, okay. Um, when it comes to actual legal documents and files that he's going to be taking to court, mm-hmm. I have very specific guidelines as to how he wants things done, just because that's how his mind works, and that's how he'd want to reference it. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it easier for him. But in the office where I store things and how I file them is entirely to me. Okay. Do you have any special system for that? Uh, Usually if it's case files, I do the year and then a random number that I have cross-referenced in a separate location for security purposes. Mm -hmm. They're kept in a locked cabinet, so it's easy to strict access to. Right. And then for everything else, it's just what, the standard alphabetical or still by date or... Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. And then when you're looking to like, if you have your tasks for the day, how do you, how do you set those up? Is it just like, do you have a routine that works every day or? Um, It's variable. Um, I usually know well in advance if he has any legal work that Mm -hmm. I need to be working on, but sometimes the property management stuff comes and goes depending on the day. One of the buildings he owns, we mm-hmm. had someone run into the fencing around it. So now I'm waiting on callbacks from fencing repair people. Right. So I'm at their whim, depending on when they can show up. Right, right. But you don't you don't have like a master to-do list of this is what I have to get done today. Not particularly. <laughs> that would be easier, though. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I mean, it, it helps. There's so many different ways to do it. Um, uh, so and then at home. Is it? We have a very strict schedule at home. Okay. To help our son stay focused. It's right. the autism thing. He gets up at a specific time. He does everything at a very specific time. It, and that specific time is, you know, a 30 minute window. It's not, you know, on the minute by the minute kind of deal. Right, right. But he knows at 7.30 at night, it's time to take his nutrition shake because he does have a texture issue. So we try to make sure he's got a nutritionally balanced diet. Mm -hmm. And then he has to brush his teeth because at eight o'clock he's in bed. So he's got a 30 minute window to do that while he plays and starts settling down. Right. And in the morning, I guess there's also the, here's the 30 minute window for getting up and breakfast and Mm -hmm. getting ready for the day school, whatever. Yeah. And on the weekend, he can get up whenever he wants. He has a tablet, a fire tablet that's 
locked down to kid mode mm-hmm. and a switch that is locked down to what he can access. So he can play with those as much as he likes in the morning until we start really structuring the rest of the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until parents are up and about. <laughs> yeah, we generally are up by seven or eight, but since he gets up just whenever he happens to get up, he knows there are certain things he's allowed to get into for snacks and he knows okay. where his fruit drinks are, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Huh. Gets up whenever. I'm I'm terrified and a little jealous of that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm at the teenager point where, you know, it's like, all right, it's a weekend. I need to go in with a cattle prod because it's almost 2 p.m. and there's been no signs of life. <laughs> I am honestly looking somewhat forward to that mm. because whenever I hear him get up, mm. I go into that half sleep mode. And I'm like, okay, I don't hear the front door, so we're still safe. Right. Yeah, that but, was when, when oh, believe me, when mine were much younger, there was, there was a lot of that. Um, so... And then do you do you keep the calendar or something in a in a, a calendar or something in a public place? Is it all electronic? Is there like a master um, schedule somewhere? <laughs> no, it's password locked on his Outlook. Okay. And then I have access to it on my computer, and he's got it on his home computer, his work computer, and his cell phone. Oh no, I was talking about for at home. Oh no, no, no! I just use my Google Calendar for that. Okay. So it's not like the the old days where we would have the family calendar in the in the kitchen with everybody's stuff in different yeah. Oh no, uh, we're much more flexible on that. We tend to be mm-hmm. homebodies. We, okay. My husband and I are both fairly introverted. So Okay. No, no, that's fine. You're 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 talking to a, a extroverted in public and then spends like two weeks like I don't want to talk to people at home after kind of person. So uh and Ursula's the same way. Mm-hmm. So we'll go out to a con and then it's like we need I, I have to work and I have to interact socially there, but most of the time it's like I'm not gonna get on a call if I don't have to. I'm not leaving the house if I don't have to. So I I I dig it. Um so with all that, are, are there any systems and uh, and or habits that are valuable to you? I'm going to guess that at home, the routine is very, very valuable. It is. It's extremely valuable. Um, my husband and I have staggered working hours. Mm-hmm. I have a much shorter day than he does, just because my boss is an older, semi-retired gentleman. Okay. So... We have a lot of play there. So if one of us has something they have to get done Mm work-related that interferes with getting our son to school or whatever, we can switch out and cover for each other. So Yeah. Okay. Um, And then I guess there's a a whole – what does – like what does your – and this is sort of bleeds into the what – how do you decide what to do first? Like what does a typical day look like since you've got to be so structured around – Okay. Um. I do not wake up very well. I'm very much a night owl, but my husband's retired military, so he normally gets up before his alarm goes off. So he usually starts the process of waking up my son, who Mm -hmm. 
during the weekdays is like Nian doesn't wake up very easily, but <laughs> on the weekend is up and out before the sun's up. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I finally roll out of bed and pry open my eyes and we get started and we get our son to school, which has to happen by seven fifteen, And then he heads to his job and mm-hmm. I head to my job and I usually get off work before he does, but we leave our son in school because yep. the after school care gives him that socialization that he needs. Mm-hmm. Then we head home and it's homework and dinner and bath and reading and then throw him in bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. And the funny thing is when uh, my kids were younger, it was, it was very similar, right? Uh, at least there was a point where I could say, go take a shower and I didn't have to supervise the bath, which mm-hmm. was, was nice. And, and that's, that's a, uh, you know, as they grow up and grow older, those things happen. But yeah, for like those definitely all of uh, like up until the elementary school years ended, it was very, all right, we have to get up. We do this. Uh, this is, you know, all right, it's time to take the bath. It's time to do homework. It's uh, kind of regimented so that, you knew it was all getting done. Now that one's out and the other one's, oh God, he's going to be 18 in like three weeks, a month. Uh, it's like, have you taken a shower? No, you should do that. Is your homework done? <laughs> yes. Okay. You know, do you want food? Yes. What's for dinner? Here, this is what I made for dinner. Oh, you've already taken it and gone. <laughs> all right. But, but yeah, uh, uh, there are ages where that structure is really required. Um, and I don't mean that just in like physical ages. It's all a maturity thing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I, there's a, a point, hopefully, in every parent's life where suddenly you don't have to enforce the schedule. You just have to monitor it. And it's so wonderful. I am looking forward oh, to yeah. that because I'm having to spot check him. Mm-hmm. Like He'll get out of the shower. I'm like, why isn't your hair wet? Did you wash your hair? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God, there was that. Uh, there was the occasional, your hair is still foamy. Did you rinse your hair? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, and that all sort of answers um, what you decide to do first, because uh, your first on weekdays is always the same. Mm-hmm. Right? It really is. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that getting into work, it's always the same sort of what needs to be done first. Well, email, check the schedule, and base it around that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Check the voicemails, check my email, see if anything's blown up, see if anybody's gotten arrested that I didn't know about. No, kidding. We don't have a whole lot of that. (laughs) Usually I check to see if we have any new court dates or Mm -hmm. anything that came in overnight. Yeah, because a lot of that's out of your control. It's all in the control of the state. Or the mm-hmm. government or whoever. Like the state government is, is that different from the federal government when it comes to – it's out of your control. It's – yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll get random emails from attorneys in the building asking questions about, hey, I saw this. Can you get this fixed? You know, and yeah, tenants will be asking me questions and they'll email me and mm. I just – go from there. So you get to be the building manager in addition to the legal assistant. Mm-hmm. So he's the slumlord and, and you're the poor super. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Funny story. Um, <laughs> my boss has a couple of houses and by a couple, I mean two. Okay. 
a property that he keeps in a natural state. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know the tenants were suffering from dementia. Oh dear God. Okay. Um, they eventually got picked up. Uh, we knew that the lady of the couple had serious physical issues. She was on oxygen and she had a medical mm-hmm. bed and everything. She had a lady that came out and helped twice a week with her medical needs. And the guy called me and said that they had a flea infestation. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I can be out there in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll be there. I go out there and he's got plastic bags taped around his lower legs to keep the fleas off of them. Okay. And I'm like, um, did you get a pet? Because I know you didn't have a pet yeah. prior to this. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we don't have any animals in the house. And I look behind him and in the floor is cat food and watering dishes and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I think maybe you had an animal in the house yeah. or you were out here with an animal and brought the fleas in with you. And oh, yeah. it's like, no, no, no. I saw it on the news. They're just infesting houses. And I'm like, that's not, not right. Um, that's, that's bed okay. bugs. Um. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but okay, let me get someone out here to bug bomb the house. Mm-hmm. This is going to involve y'all having to leave the house for a couple hours in mm-hmm. three day increments so that they can come back and make sure they get all the eggs. He's like, no, right. no, no, I don't want all that. We're not leaving the house. And I'm like, what do you want me to do then? Yeah. If, if you're not going to leave so we can have someone take care of this infestation. And uh, there was just some disconnect in his head, apparently between us handling the mm-hmm. problem and him having to leave. And, I was telling my husband about it. He's like, sweetheart, is your boss a slumlord? I'm like, right. no, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to pay to have an exterminator come out and bomb this place. Yeah. And he said no. Honestly, uh, the best thing for a flea infestation so far I've found, having had to deal with it because of the dogs and whatnot, is mm-hmm. you frontline the animals and the fleas start to short circuit it. You know, you treat the animals, you treat the source, and mm-hmm. the leftovers just sort of go away over time. Uh, when I was there, he didn't have any animals in the house, which mm-hmm. is the weird part. He had all this air, animal paraphernalia and no animals. So it's like, okay, there's something going on here. I honestly believe now, knowing that he had dementia, that he didn't realize he had had the pets in the house. Ah, And, and it started to make a lot more sense after the fact. But at the time, I was like been trying to hide this <laughs> yes and it, it or it could be worse it could have been that 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 masked kitty with the with the the masked kitty uh, uh, with the, with the yes. fluffy tail yeah and it wasn't really that it was a pet pet it's just that he was feeding the raccoon or whatever <laughs> there is no surer way to get fleas than than from wildlife let me just yeah oh yeah yeah um okay so uh, those those two okay. So routine habits and decide to do first all sort of blend together. Um, uh, so what's the best advice or feedback you've been given? And it can be in any aspect. It can be multiple bests if you feel the need. Um, with dealing with my son, mm-hmm. it would definitely be find what works for your family. Oh, dear God, yes. I love my son, but he does not have what people expect 
in behavior from an autistic child. Mm -hmm. He has absolutely no problem whatsoever going up to a complete stranger and hugging them and grinning at them and chatting about his life. Okay. He has absolutely no social boundaries. That's yeah. It's, it's sort of a a different thing. And there for a while, this is, and I want to say this is something sort of new because, uh, well, when my kids were certainly when I was growing up, right. And the advice given to me by like my parents, when my kids were being born and not necessarily my parents, but like, you know, the, the, the wisdom of the elders was Mm -hmm. here are the things you must do to, have to to raise your children properly and there was a lot of one size fits all Mm -hmm. right this is how you do discipline this is how you do this this is how you do that and i agree uh, that in a non-traditional situation child with autism child with adhd those strategies aren't going to work but even even now that whole one size fits all is um yeah, really wrong. Every child is so can be so different that one approach may work with your oldest and not with your younger kids mm-hmm. or younger kid. Um, but especially for you, because uh, I guess autism is, in fact, a spectrum and every kid is going to be somewhere different on it. And so each one has to be handled on a case by case. If I'm talking too much, tell me to shut up and, 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 you know, if I'm stepping over bounds or saying the wrong thing, tell me I'm wrong. It's cool. Um, So far, you haven't said anything that I don't agree with as far as. (laughs) uh, Well, there's still time and still two more questions. Um, Any other feedback? Um, Keep lots and lots of notes. Um, As far as the legal profession goes, who you talk to, when you talk to them. Keeping copious notes really hip, helps you figure out what you need to do later. Yeah. Do you have a particular note-taking method you use? Post-its. I'm a big fan of post-its. Post-its. That way I can take a ream of notes and stick it with the various files that they need to go in. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I just found uh, – I finally broke down and said, why is a Cornell notebook structured that way? And found out that there's a whole system around Cornell note-taking. And now I'm like, I need to try that one of these days. <laughs> uh, but post-its are like wonderful for that. Jot down a quick note, stick it in the file next. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you're not indexing those or putting numbers on them or anything like that. They're just going in as they happen or. Um, usually I'll write what I need to do on a post-it note, slap it on the cover of the file folder and then take them all to my desk, sit down and go through each file and complete the little list of to do's. Okay. See, so you do have a master to-do list somewhere in there. <laughs> it's, it's just you, you start by sorting out based on the case, the case, the case notes, and then you go back, put together the to-dos, and then you do them. You have a system. You didn't even realize you had a system. It's an erratic one, but it works. There you me. go. <laughs> um, any other advice or feedback? You can't always do what makes you happy, but find something that you don't hate. Oh, that's yes. Um, yeah. Especially since what makes me happy is sitting in bed, drinking coffee, playing on the internet. I mean, you know, I'm kidding. 
I don't disagree. I would love to be able to just lay in bed all day or sit on my computer all day and play video games and yeah. not have to do anything. But I don't think my boss would pay me for that. Yeah, that is that is sort of the thing that uh, that I'm finding is uh, they will not pay me to play video games. Although my my supervisor says we're going to automate all of the things and then we're going to sit around spinning our chairs and eating bonbons. That is her goal. I'm like, okay, let's do it. That's a hell of a goal. I'm on board with that. Yeah. And I mean, we're a technology firm, so we should be automating all those things. <laughs> but uh, it, it's sort of like a, this is a real driver for the whole group. We all want to sit spinning in our chairs all day eating bonbons. So Y'all can make one of those YouTube videos of somebody with – you know, sitting in the office chair with the uh, fire suppression, trying to rocket down the hallway. We, we, well, we're all remote. We're a distributed team. Oh. So it would have to be a Zoom. We're using Zoom for this one, folks. Um, that uh, uh, where we're all on the screen and it's basically this, this video of watching us all spin in our chairs, shoving <laughs> chocolates in our mouth every time we go around the desk. It's uh, So, oh, wow, that was exciting. I gestured with my hand and ink went, I guess there was a little ink buildup on my uh, fountain pen. So I'm like, what just splashed my hand? And I'm noticing ink splatters. So yeah, that would be it. Um, this one may be getting a little, a little, yeah. So thinking along those lines, and I'm going to start with question seven instead of question six, so we can end on a happy note. Um, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? I try to back up, figure out what went wrong mm -hmm. and see if I can work out some method to incorporate into the pattern to mm -hmm. prevent it from happening again. Okay. Um, a lot of times with legal work, because I'm a secretary and I'm not an attorney, right. there's not a lot I can do about it. Mm-hmm strict deadlines imposed by the courts for what needs to be done by X date. Right. And if something causes me to miss X date, then it is a huge deal. So, okay. Um, now, and this is going to be the interesting thing because I'm sure it has to be different. What about at home? Same answer. Try to figure okay. out what happened and, prevent it from happening again. Um, because of the way my husband and I mm -hmm. interact with our son, we tend to uh, try to work together and do the United front thing. But on the other hand, sometimes we have to tag team out when we're getting frustrated. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes it's a simple you know, okay, I need to take a step back and have a mommy time out. Honey, can you handle this for a few minutes? Oh, yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's all it takes to fix the problem. <laughs> uh, there was a, uh, I was, I got on the elevator at uh, Bubonicon and there was this pair of women there and they were sort of talking and the one woman was like, I just, I just feel so bad that I, I have to, I just have to step away from my kids before they, you know, before they drive me, whatever. And I, I look at her, I said, don't feel bad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the only way my children survived to the age they're at. If I didn't step away, I yeah, it was going to be, you're not a bad parent for that. I think that's something a lot of people want to have to have to realize you're, 
that's a part of self-care and do it. It is. It's a big part of keeping your mental health as a parent. Mm -hmm. And especially so that you don't make a mistake with the kid. (laughs) Um, Because we all know how that can go wrong and then nobody wins. Exactly. You get stressed out and Mm -hmm. you start snapping and they suddenly start wondering what they did wrong when they didn't. You just, you hit a breaking point. Yeah. Or, uh, I've, I've had the, I've, I've had the, had to say, okay, look, this is not about you. I've had a really rough day and I, I can't deal with this right now when my kids were younger and they were just like, oh, okay. And they would go whatever. And being able to admit that to yourself and being able to admit that to your kids is important. I think it, yeah. I agree. I think it sets a really good precedence for them in the future as parents, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I hope so. Not that I'm that in a okay hurry to... for that. Oh, <laughs> God. Luckily, that's a while off for me. Yeah. <laughs> better be, at least. Uh, you you and me both. Oh, dear God. So, yeah. No, I don't want to think. I don't even want to think about that. Don't want to think about that. Um, okay. Step back. Now the one that that a lot of people have trouble with, how do you celebrate your successes if you do? Chocolate. Good call. (laughs) Cake. Something small and sweet Mm -hmm. and inexpensive that makes me happy. (laughs) I say inexpensive because I'm a cheap date. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's fine. Um, that That was me until I got diabetes and discovered that I can have like three times the amount of 70% cacao expensive stuff as I can the cheap stuff. So I'm like, all right, I guess I just have to buy the expensive chocolates now because the cheap ones are bad for me. (laughs) Oh, darn. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. What what do you mean a quarter bar of the the 80% dark from Theo is the equivalent of like a third of a bar of Hershey's. And not that Hershey's is good chocolate anymore anyway, but that's a whole yeah. whole other rant. Yeah. Yeah, but you do reward yourself for, for the for victories, little. And and oh, big. Yeah. Do you ever do anything big for a big win? Buy a new video game? There you go. <laughs> We're also fond of that one. Um, I'm definitely not high maintenance. <laughs> Uh, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, the, married to someone who's who's not high maintenance, um, I, I truly appreciate the just buy me a video game. Buy me a skull for my birthday and everything's fine. It's, yeah, no. So what's the last one you bought? Um, I'm trying to think. I think it might have been my own installation of Parkasaurus because my son likes it so much. Parkasaurus? It's literally you creating a dinosaur theme park and trying to attract people to buy, uh, to spend money at your park. Oh my God. I'm going to have to go find this. He enjoys it. Um, it was a little simplistic for me. I'm more mm-hmm. used to things like banished and Rimworld, where, you know, there's invasions and oh. attacks and stuff. And this doesn't have any of that. So. Yeah. But, um, I was playing, um, uh, castles and dragons, mm-hmm. which is very simple, but yeah, it's got the barbarians invade and the dragons uh, attack and things like that. But then there was uh, Factory Town. 
I like I like those sorts of games for for mm-hmm. like simple relaxation. And Factory Town has none of the the attack stuff, but it's sort of like okay, how do I position everything to get the resources so that I yeah no I I, I might Parkosaurus might just be the right thing for for that scratch that itch. Um, I like that it has. Uh you build your park, you right. put a fence, you make sure you've got the right type of uh, land for the type of dinosaur you want to put on that particular exhibit. But then you go and your research is digging and excavating. So you get that mental break and you get the puzzle-like aspect from trying to find all the artifacts. Oh. So it's got a little bit, you know, if you get tired of sitting there building, 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 you can go and start digging and excavating and get that mental break between the two. That's yeah, because Factory Town is all building, 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 and getting and, and delivering resources and supply chains. So mm-hmm. a, a little break somewhere in there might be nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's all our questions. Yay! Yay! Uh, do you have anything you want to say to the folks at home? Mm-hmm. I hope you're having fun. <laughs> and then. Um, this is, I mean, this is your chance to plug uh, whatever you want to plug. Um, so, um, I'd have to say Lizard Beth Art's Twitch stream. I have a lot of fun watching her play and oh, draw. Liz's Twitch stream. There we go. She's going to be so excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> My son actually recognized. Um, I had her create me a badge from the anthrocon set that she did oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, he recognized the sticker she sealed the envelope with from <laughs> me watching her twitch streams. oh cool yeah <laughs> so he got excited and stole the sticker off of the package awesome <laughs> but yeah so. i i use headphones so he had no idea what she was saying when she was playing overwatch so that was safe <laughs> probably for the best <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. The the one time we streamed her playing uh, Seven Days to Die with it, with us, there was this, um, it was like, uh, okay, I'm going, uh, I'm going in and then there's, there's just a screaming, oh God, zombie, oh God, oh God, oh God, all right, I'm coming. Oh God, it shot me. Where's your body? Okay. Yeah, I, uh. I have moods with Seven Days to Die. There are times when I turn off the enemy spawning so I can just build and not squeak every two minutes. We we have a, a system we co-op, mm-hmm. and uh, Ursula does all the building, mm-hmm. and I'm the one who's going out and chopping down all the trees and digging them, you know, and going into towns mm-hmm. to get plans and supplies and stuff like that. I'm like, do you need me to chop down trees or 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 dig things? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going over to the town and seeing if I can find the uh, the supermarket or the gun store so that we can get these other things. She's like. Okay, um, <laughs> so like she's built this, you know, the massive thing with multiple layers and the killing floor for the zombies and all that stuff. And I'm like, I got us matching motorbikes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a thrill to that, being oh, able yeah. to scavenge all the parts. And if you split who has to spend experience points on this build versus this build, it can really work better. Oh yeah. Uh, well, and then there's also the point where it's like, finally she's done. We're going to go explore this other thing. That was the day we found the, um, the zombie bear. Oh gosh. Wilson. Yes. Yes. And, uh, oh no, we've, we've had multiples show up on, on, uh, blood moons. Uh, but it's like chasing us and Ursula's like, and, 
it's chasing me specifically. Ursula's just like, gotta go. And so <laughs> she's like watching this happen. And all I can do at the very end is I'm like, I'm going to have to use the rocket launcher. And she's like, don't. And I ended up like the bear got me just as I got it. They are so tough. They are so hard to bring down. And in the, the more recent builds, they've got the farm wife and they've got the tourist, which are, mm -hmm. I think, modeled after the cop. And the cop is, is so tough. The tourist is definitely the cop model with an Aloha shirt on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the um, same sound effects, everything. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the farm wife is is brutal. I don't know if you've run into her. The Big Bertha? Yeah, Big Bertha. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's the starving or the hungry zombie or something. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They're bullet soaks. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they, they, I gotta say, if, if you haven't played Seven Days to Die and you're into horror games, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, it's one of those we come back to it every so often in co-op we're just like oh let's go build zombie things it's like minecraft mm -hmm. uh, i go back every so often and like i think i'm gonna start a new one and just build all the things and see what's new they they're very upfront with how they build it as a zombie crafting horde survival game right you can dig down to the base of the world you can destroy and build anything you want in this game oh yeah and and the challenge is, okay, here comes that seventh day. How do I make myself safe from zombies when they all show up at once? And they're, they're very mod friendly. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like how the horde reacts, you can go out and get, uh, there's one that lets them trickle in after the main horde has been destroyed, where you always have one or two running onto the killing field. Right. That's... Yeah, well, that there's there seems to be this default on the Blood Moon where there's a big horde and then they sort of trickle in and then there may be another smaller horde and then they trickle in a little bit and then it's just like, okay, Blood Moon's over, so now we can go clean up the mess. Yes. Um, I'm not real happy with how quickly the uh, loot bags disappear, though. That's one of the mods I definitely keep on is the loot bag endurance so that the zombies don't run over them and destroy them. Yeah. And they're they stay on the map mm. yeah that that i can see that as a thing and then there's um i, I was there a mod out there for the wandering hordes because that was that's been the big thing is is the herd of zombies coming across like every morning from the same direction um i don't know i, I haven't had that problem so i haven't never looked into no. that i assume there is uh there's a lot of world camping mods like Ravenhurst or spells and sorcery where oh, wow. it, yeah. it borderline makes its own entire game based off of seven days to die. Um, I've seen, I, I watch a lot of let's plays because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want ideas. I'm not right, that right. creative on my own. I like seeing other people's ideas and, you know, stealing them and building off of them to create my own stuff. And uh, some of them, they try the new, mods as they come out just mm -hmm. to see if there's something that would interest them or their viewers and some of them are very interesting and and some of them i mean the the modding a a, a first person shooter game like that uh, that's where heretic came from heretic was uh, a uh, a doom mod mm -hmm. and then hexen was a quake mod but it was like 
um no hexen was another was another doom mod it's just it was like they used id's engine and reskinned it first and then built these great sword and sorcery sort of first person shooters um uh what is it um Team Fortress was a Quake mod. That's the one. It was Team Fortress that started as a, as a Quake mod. And the Team Fortress everyone knows now is actually, I guess, Team Fortress 2. So I don't know. Um, I played Doom off and on when it was new. Yeah. Or newer. <laughs> it's been a while since I played a lot of first-person shooters. I got into more of the MMORPG stuff for a long time. I I felt like they were they were too derivative after a while, like it became like every first person shooter was literally a military simulator. It wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until I don't, I guess technically portals, uh, a first person puzzler, but I had yeah. really stopped playing them until portal. And even now it's like, I, I want something more than just, uh, go shoot things, shoot all the things. Um, have you seen Mist survival? No. You, it's a zombie one, but they can only come out in the mist or the dark. So if there's not mist rolling in, you can go out and scavenge for resources and stuff. So M-I-S-T, not M-Y-S-T. Correct. It okay. is not the sword and sorcery style mist. It is right. water vapor mist. Okay. Uh, that's that's one to add to my list. And I'll link it in the show notes. Everybody, I, I'm going to link all of these things in the show notes. So if you're not a game person, you could probably ignore most of them this week. If you are a game person, hopefully we're, we're getting some good recommendations. And if you haven't played Untitled Goose Game yet, oh my God, go play Untitled Goose Game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out and see if it's something goober appropriate, because he might really enjoy that. Yeah. And then it's a nice <laughs> break from uh, Bayonetta 2, which is... My current uh, uh, longer playing story driven game. Because hopefully this year we get Bayonetta 3. <laughs> I don't know. I, every time someone sets out a release date, I start questioning it and giving it the side eye. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's, uh, I mean, <coughs> they've been saying for, I want to say, two years that it'll be out this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's a, a good indicator. Um, if not, I'm going to start getting grumpy, but at least I'll have finished one Bayonetta 1 and 2, so finally. <laughs> yeah, Goober's on uh, Pokemon Go Eevee at the moment. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I still play that one on and off because I need my mystical box to uh, be able to get Meltan. So, because we're, we are still voracious Pokemon Go players here. If he had a f- cell phone, I mm-hmm. strongly suspect he would be wandering around his uh, school just looking for people to play with instead of going to class. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. So that's the dangers. I'm at a coffee shop and I should really be getting back to work, but Oh my God, there's a raid at this gym (laughs) right now. So yeah. 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 All right. Um, So uh, where can we find you on the internet? Should we so choose? I am on Twitter. Okay. Um, at Crow Elizabeth, no spaces, underscores, or anything, just all mushed together in one word. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, and but look for you on, you might be seen on uh, Lizard Beth's uh, live streams or Let's Play oh, yeah. or places like that. Uh, Sarah with T, mm-hmm. uh, Shep and I are 
tag teaming to get lots of quaaludin art. Um, <laughs> Lizard Beth art. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally harass innocent sh- Let's Play streamers like JC underscore channel. He plays a lot of games that I'm really interested in. Cool. But, uh, I'm looking for a new Stranded Deep streamer. Stranded Deep. I don't know that one. Um, that one, you're in a plane crash and okay. you are in the ocean and you have to island hop to try and cobble together survival gear and to escape. Okay. It's, uh, a, it's a more intense version of Raft and a lot less cartoony. Okay. More intense. I'm I'm also writing these down for me. <laughs> less cartoony. And then I forgot to write down um Oh, now I can't remember the name of the game. The the uh the colony game. The space colony resource game that I I play sporadically. There's about two billion of them. <laughs> the one that was really popular that you specifically mentioned. Uh, I'll I'll find it on the recording for everybody. I, yeah, everybody's going to be like, "How can you forget the name of X?" But the the name is just somewhere out there. Rimworld. Rimworld. That's the one. Yes. There we go. I'll link to that for people who haven't seen it because it's a really neat game. I suck at it. I suck terribly <laughs> at it. But it's it's really. A, a neat game, sort of a a, um, a uh, sci-fi, almost a sci-fi roguelike, but you have to manage your people much differently. And you can play whatever style you want. I tend mm-hmm. to set mine up to make as small a colony as possible to support one researcher to get off of the planet. Right. Whereas my husband plays to see just how big of a colony he can sustain. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm still on the um I, I haven't played very much, uh, but I've enjoyed it and so far it's been let's just see if we can live long enough to get any research done. Um you know, do we do we have to kill everyone? Oh dear, here come the raiders and everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah, that that sort of thing. So Yeah, um I use BB Prepare Carefully. Okay. As a game mod. Um mm-hmm. I generally use it just so I can take off any physical ailments so that, you know, you don't have that one, you don't start out with a guy with a broken back that can't do manual labor, you know? Right. Right. I go for like a three to four people and that means two or three people can do all this stuff while one of them is a dedicated researcher. Yeah. I get, I get caught in the, uh, in the exploring thing. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I should probably be researching that, but oh, look, a new thing that I've never seen before. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I thank you very much. This has been very enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you. And mm-hmm. for the people listening at home, we will be right back after this.
And we are back. I hope you enjoyed the talk with Elizabeth. I really enjoyed the talk with Elizabeth. And uh, looking over my notes, I was reminded that I have a whole bunch of games to check out when I have a chance. So that actually leads me to our badge code for this week. For those of you collecting badges, if you're not collecting badges or you want to know more about the badges we offer, you can check out the badges menu option on productivityalchemy.com. There's a how-to that explains the whole thing and gives you the opportunity to claim your first badge. And then the way to claim this week's badge is entering the word Parkasaurus as our activity code as the badge code and this is i think is the first game i'm going to try it looks like a lot of fun in sort of that you know buildy uh management kind of of style there's a whole bunch of others that are on the list that i'm going to have to try and uh, also there's a game coming out this weekend that is highly rated by my co-workers that i'm going to try out maybe i'll talk about that because gaming is how I relax. I think a lot of us play video games to relax. And for me, it's the more casual games like a uh, park builder or, uh, Oh, what else have I been playing lately? Um, or, or you know, uh, lemmings. I've been playing a lot of lemmings lately. The, the new mobile lemmings. Uh, it's a little harder to do without spending real money, but you can. So it's, it's pretty cool. And Hey, Sergey just joined me. That's, that's another way I, I de-stress is I, I hang out with, uh, my cats, the both the uh, jerks like Sergey and the cuddle muffins, which is also like Sergey. So there's that. All right, that is everything for this week. I want to remind you that you can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash Ursula V. That is the Patreon that pays for this podcast, the hosting for all the podcasts we do, as well as the foods and the antacids and things we we have to take in order to continue to do the the kevin and ursley eat cheap food review podcast because that thing will tear you up let me just say the other thing with the patreon brain brain hiccup there is that any of ursula's self-published ebooks you get for free sergey please do not love the microphone loving the microphone is bad yes here, why don't you go? Yeah, you go. I'll be with you in a minute. And that's, yeah, you get the, the self-published stuff free. So that includes things like um, Seventh Bride, uh, Minor Mage. Um, I don't think Summer and Orcus is there, but Patreon certainly got access to Summer and Orcus as the chapters were being released uh, as part of the, the deal. So that was that was also pretty cool. The other way you can support us is to buy me a coffee. I have a coffee page, ko-fi.com slash ksunny, K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. And I live off of coffee pretty much every morning from the time I get up until about the time I eat lunch and sometimes a little after. And buying me a coffee gets you the special I Bought Kevin a Coffee badge. You'll get that badge code. And there are are other perks that one of these days I'm going to get around to. So yeah, there's all that. You can find out more about how to support us in a financial sense by going to productivityalchemy.com and clicking the support menu option. It's there and it has links to all of this. And the other thing you can do is, is share the podcast. 
we get a lot of our interviews and our volunteers and a lot of the interesting things that we talk about come from people who see us on Twitter or on uh, wherever and suggest things. So yeah, share, like, uh, whatever. You know how it works. And that's that for this week. So go out there, have a good week. We'll see you next week when we will have our rescheduled letter show. And in the meantime, remember folks, stay productive. <laughs>